my spirit connected to God's spirit and immediately I was before the throne of grace. 19 years ago, me and my family, we've been in a car accident in South Africa. <clears throat> that stage, there wasn't much lights on the highways. Nowadays still, there's not much lights on the highways. So if there was this vehicle that was standing still and um, so my husband tried to avoid the accident and our vehicle starts rolling and um, so both my children fell out of the vehicle. The one was 12 years old and the other one was two years old. And uh, the 12 year old, he, no one could find him. Everybody stopped, people stopped, but nobody could find him. And eventually I cried to the Lord, help me. And you know, Holy Spirit is such a faithful spirit. He's the breath of God and he is faithful. He's always faithful. So even though at that stage of my life, I wasn't so close to God. When you call unto God, he will always respond. And he guided me exactly where my son was lying. And he, he had a severe brain injury. His skull was opening up and I literally, it was like I put my hand in his skull. In that moment, a vehicle tried to avoid the accident and the vehicle came towards us where we were in the bush. And again, the Holy Spirit said to me, and I heard him clearly in my spirit, and he said, get up. And I jumped up and I was looking at the lights of this vehicle. And in that moment, I realized this car was gonna be driving over us because he didn't know we were there. But in that moment, the heat of the fire, the presence, the love, the covering, the grace, came over me and I could feel it was like a fire and it started at my head and it went right through to my toes. And that was one of the worst moments of my life, finding my child like that. But when, when the presence of God came, there was complete peace. And I think this is one of the greatest lessons I've learned in my worst time of pain that whenever you invite Jesus in or Jesus is on the scene, everything changed. Our circumstances not always change, but we change. And the peace was with me and I could call my husband and <clears throat> we could get the, the, the helicopter came and, and then but they put him on a stretcher and they covered him with a blanket. And the, the paramedic said to me, Mr. and Mrs. McPherson, it would be a good idea to, to just greet your son because we never know if they make the hospital. And in that moment, when we lift the blanket and we just kissed him, there's, there's a vehicle stopped and an African man jumped out. And he starts screaming very loud. And he ran around my son and he said these words, in the name of Jesus, he will not die. In the name of Jesus, he will live and he will not die. It was very foreign for me. I wasn't used to that. And I asked God, what is this? And he says, this is my son. He's my hands and he's my feet. 
a lesson on the accident scene where I realized I've never been his hands and his feet. You know, life is so much about ourselves. We are so focused about ourselves. What must God do for us or what we want in life? That I've learned that day that if you are filled with Christ, you will always have to give. But if you are empty yourself, you will just pass the accident scene. But it's when we are filled with Christ, we have his compassion, we have his mercy and his grace. So then they took him to the hospital and um, he was in about four or five hour operation and they came out and they said he has a severe injury and normally the organs stop and um, but they're going to put him on all these machines. And I think this is where my journey started with God. I sat next to the bed. I didn't know much what to say. And I remember this. I one day said to him, Lord, I, I'm not sure you know what I'm going through. This is my son. And he says, I know exactly. I know exactly how it feels. Because my son went through the same suffering. Not the same, but you know what I'm saying. My, my son also went through suffering. But he went through suffering for you. He went through that suffering so that you can have life. And where I used to say, I can't hear God's voice, my spirit and God's spirit connected immediately. And literally day by day, God led me to this, to this. And as I sat there one day, God said to me, now he was in a coma, he said, you know, he can hear you. I said, he can? And he gave me the, the scripture of Lazarus. And he says, Lazarus was lying there, but his spirit could hear. He said, and that is why you need to speak to Lazarus. And you can tell Lazarus exactly what's going on. And you can, you can bless Lazarus. And you can pray for Lazarus. And you can call Lazarus to the front. And I just did that. Well, 12 days passed and they called us in and said, they tried a couple of tests, but there's no brain function and they're going to put out the machines. And um, my husband stood, but I just, I just couldn't just stood there, you know, just looking at that. So I ran to the room opposite where I stayed from ICU and I fell on my face and I didn't think anything could prepare me for this. It was pretty much what Paul experienced when Paul said, I wasn't sure, was I here, was I there? Where was I? I fell on my face that day and my spirit connected to God's spirit and immediately I was before the throne of grace. And it's a throne of grace and mercy. He says, come boldly to the throne of grace and mercy. Any one of us can just come. God is waiting for us to just come. And many a time we think I'm not good enough. You know, that stage of my life, I was so filled with pride. I was so much in religion. Um, I was actually so far from God. But he didn't look at me and say, try again. Get your ducks in a row and try again. The word of God says, for those who call unto him, 
we can just call into him and he's right there. He literally took me in and there I stood in front of the throne. It was, it was just love. It was love that I just never, never, never experienced before in my life. I know today that anyone that don't experience this, you can have all the money in the world, but you are the poorest person in the world. Because this is a gift that Jesus paid for us to receive. He, with his death and resurrection, the veil torn open so that all of us can just enter in. Is there for those who deserve it and those who don't deserve it? None of us deserve to enter in there. It's just by His grace. But you know, sometimes we think we deserve and other times we think we don't deserve. But it's not. It's for, it's for anyone that needs mercy and grace. And um, it truly it is like that. It's a light that there's no light like this on earth. He knows everything. The moment you, you, you with him, he knows everything, and you know that he knows everything. And um, it is so much love that comes from there, and it's a river that comes from the throne, and it's through the river of life. It's a throne of life. It's the tree of life. And um, before you speak, God knows what you want to say. It was very awkward. It was, it was like, I just want to say something and he answers. And I want to ask him something and already answer. It, it was like, exactly like the word says. God knows before you even ask him anything. And my thoughts were, why did this happen? Why did the accident happen? And now I experience this amazing grace. Does something so bad need to happen for man to experience your love, this? And he answered me and he said, no, my son paid the price, but not everybody pursue my love. Not everybody pursue my throne. Not everybody, they think it's for one day when they die. They don't know that God's kingdom is right here at hand. It's, it's at hand, it's right here. God's kingdom is, it, it's, it's him. It's, we can just enter in. It's a position that we take in. It's a position of humbleness, a position of, of beholding the king. You know, sometimes we behold our problems, we behold our pain, but we, we don't behold him. Life change when you behold the king. And uh, he said, no. I'm here, I'm always on the throne, I'm there waiting for you. It's open. And and then I kept on asking, but why couldn't I enter? I tried. And he, he answered in my spirit. He said, you were serving other idols. You served other gods. And I was confused. I'm like, no, no, I did not. Because I, I, I saw myself as a Christian. So God says, everything that we love more than we love ourselves you know we all on in on we are all on planet earth and jesus says you will have trials 
and you will have tribulations. He says, but be of good cheer, I've overcome them all. So in the trials and in the tribulations, we can, if we can align ourselves and start living in alignment with God, and if we can always, you know, gaze upon Him and not try to carry it all. He doesn't want us to carry it all. He wants us to give it to Him. He wants us. He said, cast your cares upon me because I care for you. You know, when we get to a place where I'm stressed, I'm depressed, I'm in anxiety, it's either I'm living in the past or I'm living in the future. I'm not living today. If you want to find God, you're going to find him in today. He gives us the strength for this day. He gives us a daily bread. He gives us wisdom and revelation for this day. And I had to learn in this difficult journey, one day at a time, just today. And if it's difficult, Lord, I, I just give, give it to you. Lord, I don't know what to do here, but will you give me the strength? And, you know, the experience that I was explaining there, many times after that, if I pray at night, I see myself in the throne room. I see how I worship there. I see how I pray. I see how God interacts. And God shows you things there. Scripture says, those in me, I will reveal the mysteries of the kingdom. But those outside speaking parables, we can all enter closer to the heart of the Father. We can enter in our place. He prepared it for us. Um, but in that place, is where I cry. There's a there's a um, a sea of glass. There's a trading floor where I trade my tears for joy. So one night I was there crying, giving my heart to Jesus. Whatever happened today, I just tell him every day everything. And the next morning, I'll do wrote. I saw my mom last night at the throne room where she traded the tears joy it's a place where God has prepared for us we don't need to keep it this is where it gets heavy because nothing in life is really easy nobody said this journey is not easy people die people have this journey I look every day at all this life now today he can walk but not you have to hold him can't walk alone. If you walk one step alone, he falls and he's the other day again in hospital, how hard he fell. So he can't speak properly, speak very slow and monotone. And he, he, you have to help him to eat, to shower, to dress, to do everything. It's not easy. But to find the joy in that. To find the place where, Lord, thank you that you teach me to serve. I didn't know how to serve, Lord. Thank you that you taught me how to serve. Thank you that you taught me what you do to the least, you do to me. The way we speak to our children, the way we speak to our spouses, it's all unto him. So it is a place where Jesus, where he tore the veil, he made it open for us to enter in. Not one day, now. We can live in that place now already. So. Near-death experiences for me is very real, very, very real. And I know what all the experience is real. And um, 
till today, the window got kept that window open for him, so he's very sensitive in the spirit as well. Very sensitive. But I also want to encourage everyone that listens, don't think God doesn't want to take us into his heart and we can experience more of the King because he wants us to. And it's not only me that experienced it without a near-death experience. Look at Paul. Paul says, I don't know what happened. Was I here? Was I there? But this is what happened and my life changed. I knew that day that I will never be the same. Many years later, I only realized that in my first encounter that day, the Lord baptized me with his spirit. He baptized me with his love that day. It was called, it's called the baptism of love. It changed your life. And it's there for all of us. But when you have a difficulty, you take it to God, you pray, you give it to God. Prayer is not, I just give it. Prayer is, I walk with God. You know, it's so beautiful. Genesis uh, 6 verse 9, it talks about um, uh, Noah. And it talks about Enoch. And it talks about all of them. They walked with God. So you walk through your day with God. You speak the whole time to Jesus. Holy Spirit is there all the time. And even if it's so hard, even if there's death, maybe you listen to me and your child died. You know, there was one of, there were two children that Aldous saw in heaven. And he came back and he wrote a letter to the parents. Can you imagine how foreign that was for me? I was saying, Lord, no, now we're pushing it. I'm not going to go there. And he kept on saying, yes, yes. Thank you in the name of Jesus. I pray for everyone that is listening today, Lord. I pray that you will touch their hearts. Lord, let them know that you are alive, Jesus. Let them know that they can just behold you, that they can speak to you. Father, let them know that you are hungry for them to come and give them a hunger for your love. I thank you, Father, for hearts restored, hearts turned back to the Father. I bless them all with beholding the King. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Amen, and thank you so much. May the Lord bless you all. My spirit connected to God's spirit, and immediately I was before the throne of grace. 19 years ago, me and my family, we've been in a car accident in South Africa. <clears throat> that stage, there wasn't much lights on the highways. Nowadays still, there's not much lights on the highways. So if there was this vehicle that was standing still. And um, so my husband tried to avoid the accident and our vehicle starts rolling and um, so both my children fell out of the vehicle. The one was 12 years old and the other one was two years old. And uh, the 12 year old, he, no one could find him. Everybody stopped, people stopped, but nobody could find him. And eventually I cried to the Lord, help me. 
And you know, Holy Spirit is such a faithful spirit. He's the breath of God and he is faithful. He's always faithful. So even though at that stage of my life, I wasn't so close to God. When you call unto God, he will always respond. And he guided me exactly where my son was lying. And he, he had a severe brain injury. His skull was opening up and I literally, it was like I put my hand in his skull. In that moment, a vehicle tried to avoid the accident and the vehicle came towards us where we were in the bush. And again, the Holy Spirit said to me, and I heard him clearly in my spirit and he said, get up. And I jumped up and I was looking at the lights of this vehicle. And in that moment, I realized this car was going to be driving over us because he didn't know we were there. But in that moment, the heat of the fire, the presence, the love, the covering, the grace came over me. And I could feel it was like a fire. And it started at my head and it went right through to my toes. And that was one of the worst moments of my life, finding my child like that. But when, when the presence of God came, there was complete peace. And I think this is one of the greatest lessons I've learned in my worst time of pain, that whenever you invite Jesus in or Jesus is on the scene, Everything changed. Our circumstances not always change, but we change. And the peace was with me and I could call my husband and <clears throat> we could get the, um, the, the helicopter came and, and then they put him on a stretcher and they covered him with a blanket. And the, the, Paramedic said to me, Mr. and Mrs. McPherson, it would be a good idea to, to just greet your son because we never know if they make the hospital. And in that moment, when we lift the blanket and we just kissed him, there's, there's a vehicle stopped and an African man jumped out and he starts screaming very loud. And he ran around my son and he said these words, in the name of Jesus, he will not die. In the name of Jesus, he will live and he will not die. It was very foreign for me. I wasn't used to that. And I asked God, what is this? And he says, this is my son. He's my hands and he's my feet. Another lesson on the accident scene where I realized I've never been his hands and his feet. You know, life is so much about ourselves. We are so focused about ourselves. What must God do for us or what we want in life? That I've learned that day that if you are filled with Christ, you will always have to give. But if you are into yourself, you will just pass the accident scene. But it's when we are filled with Christ, we have his compassion. We have his mercy and his grace. So then they took him to the hospital and um, he was in about four or five hour operation and they came out and they said he has a severe injury and normally the organs stop and um, but they're going to put him on all these machines 
And I think this is where my journey started with God. I sat next to the bed. I didn't know much what to say. And I remember this. I one day said to him, Lord, I'm not sure you know what I'm going through. This is my son. And he says, I know exactly. I know exactly how it feels. Because my son went through the same suffering. Not the same, but you know what I'm saying. My, my son also went through suffering. But he went through suffering for you. He went through that suffering so that you can have life. And where I used to say I can't hear God's voice, my spirit and God's spirit connected immediately. And literally day by day, God led me to this, to this, and as I sat there one day, God said to me, now he was in a coma, he said, you know he can hear you. I said, he can? And he gave me the, the scripture of Lazarus. And he says, Lazarus was lying there, but his spirit could hear. He said, and that is why you need to speak to Lazarus. And you can tell Lazarus exactly what's going on. And you can, you can bless Lazarus, and you can pray for Lazarus, and you can call Lazarus to the front. And I just did that. Well, 12 days passed, and they called us in and said, they tried a couple of tests, but there's no brain function, and they're going to put out the machines. And um, my husband stood, but I just, I just couldn't just stood there you know, just looking at that. So I ran to the room opposite where I stayed from ICU and I fell on my face and I didn't think anything could prepare me for this. It was pretty much what Paul experienced when Paul said, I wasn't sure, was I here, was I there? Where was I? I fell on my face that day and my spirit connected to God's spirit and immediately I was before the throne of grace. And it's a throne of grace and mercy. He says, come boldly to the throne of grace and mercy. Any one of us can just come. God is waiting for us to just come. And many a time we think I'm not good enough. You know, that stage of my life, I was so filled with pride. I was so much in religion. Um, I was actually so far from God. But he didn't look at me and say, try again. Get your ducks in a row and try again. The word of God says, for those who call unto him, we can just call unto him and he's right there. He literally took me in and there I stood in front of the throne. It was, it was just love. It was love that I just never, never, never experienced before my life. I know today that anyone that don't experience this, you can have all the money in the world, but you are the poorest person in the world. Because this is a gift that Jesus paid for us to receive. He, with his death and resurrection, the veil torn open so that all of us can just enter in. Is there for those who deserve it and those who don't deserve it? 
none of us deserve to enter in there. It's just by His grace. But you know, sometimes we think we deserve, and other times we think we don't deserve. But it's not. It's for, it's for anyone that needs mercy and grace. And um, it truly it is like that. It's a light that there's no light like this on earth. He knows everything. The moment you, you, you with him, he knows everything, and you know that he knows everything. And um, there's so much love that comes from there, and it's a river that comes from the throne, and it's through the river of life. It's a throne of life. It's the tree of life. And um, before you speak, God knows what you want to say. It was very awkward. It was, it was like, I just want to say something and he answers. And I want to ask him something and already answer. It, it was like, exactly like the word says. God knows before you even ask him anything. And my thoughts were, why did this happen? Why did the accident happen? And now I experience this amazing grace. Does something so bad need to happen for man to experience your love, this? And he answered me and he said, no, my son paid the price, but not everybody pursue my love. Not everybody pursue my throne. Not everybody, they think it's for one day when they die. They don't know that God's kingdom is right here at hand. It's, it's at hand. It's right here. God's kingdom is, it, it's, it's him. It's, we can just enter in. It's a position that we take in. It's a position of humbleness, a position of, of beholding the king. You know, sometimes we behold our problems, we behold our pain, but we, we don't behold him. Life change when you behold the king. And uh, he said, no. I'm here, I'm always on the throne, I'm there waiting for you. It's open. And and then I kept on asking, but why couldn't I enter? I tried. And he, he answered in my spirit. He said, you were serving other idols. You served other gods. And I was confused. I'm like, no, no, I did not. Because I, I, I saw myself as a Christian. So God says, everything that we love more than we love ourselves. You know, we all on, in, on, we are all on planet Earth and Jesus says, you will have trials and you will have tribulations. He says, but be of good cheer, I've overcome them all. So in the trials and in the tribulations, we can, if we can align ourselves and start living in alignment with God, and if we can always, you know, gaze upon him and not try to carry it all he doesn't want us to carry it all he wants us to give it to him he wants us he said cast your cares upon me because i care for you you know when we get to a place where i'm stressed i'm depressed i'm in anxiety it's either i'm living in the past or i'm living in the future i'm not living today if you want to find god you're going to find him in today. He gives us the strength for this day. He gives us a daily bread. 
He gives us wisdom and revelation for this day. And I had to learn in this difficult journey, one day at a time, just today. And if it's difficult, Lord, I, I just give, give it to you. Lord, I don't know what to do here, but will you give me the strength? And, you know, the experience that I was explaining there, many times after that, if I pray at night, I see myself in the throne room. I see how I worship there. I see how I pray. I see how God interacts. And God shows you things there. Scripture says, those in me, I will reveal the mysteries of the kingdom. But those outside speaking parables, we can all enter closer to the heart of the Father. We can enter in our place. He prepared it for us. Um, but in that place, is where I cry. There's a there's a um, a sea of glass. There's a trading floor where I trade my tears for joy. So one night I was there crying, give my heart to Jesus. Whatever happened today, I just tell him every day everything. And the next morning, I'll do wrote. I saw my mom last night at the throne room where she traded the tears. For joy. It's a place where God has prepared for us. We don't need to keep it. This is where it gets heavy. Because nothing in life is really easy. Nobody said this journey is not easy. People die. People have this journey. I look every day at all this life. Now today he can walk, but not you have to hold him. Can't walk alone. If you walk one step alone, he falls and he's the other day again in hospital, how hard he felt. So he can't speak properly, speak very slow and monotone. And uh, he he you have to help him to eat, to shower, to dress, to do everything. It's not easy. But to find the joy in that. To find the place where Lord, thank you that you teach me to serve. I didn't know how to serve, Lord. Thank you that you taught me how to serve. Thank you that you taught me what you do to the least, you do to me. The way we speak to our children, the way we speak to our spouses, it's all unto him. So it is a place where Jesus, when he tore the veil, he made it open for us to enter in. Not one day, now. We can live in that place now already. So, Near-death experiences for me is very real, very, very real. And I know what all the experience is real. And um, till today, the window, God kept that window open for him. So he's very sensitive in the spirit as well. Very sensitive. But I also want to encourage everyone that listens. Don't think God doesn't want to take us into his heart. And we can experience more of the king. Because he wants us to. And it's not only me that experienced it without a near-death experience. Look at Paul. Paul says, I don't know what happened. Was I here? Was I there? But this is what happened and my life changed. I knew that day that I will never be the same. Many years later, I only realized that in my first encounter that day, the Lord baptized me with his spirit. He baptized me with his love that day. It was, it's called the baptism of love. 
It changed your life. And it's there for all of us. But when you have a difficulty, you take it to God, you pray, you give it to God. Prayer is not, I just give it. Prayer is, I walk with God. You know, it's so beautiful. Genesis uh, 6 verse 9, it talks about um, uh, Noah. And it talks about Enoch. And it talks about all of them. They walked with God. So you walk through your day with God. You speak the whole time to Jesus. Holy Spirit is there all the time. And even if it's so hard, even if there's death, maybe you listen to me and your child died. You know, there was one of, there were two children that Aldous saw in heaven. And he came back and he wrote a letter to the parents. Can you imagine how foreign that was for me? I was saying, Lord, no, now we're pushing it. I'm not going to go there. And he kept on saying, yes, yes. Thank you in the name of Jesus. I pray for everyone that is listening today, Lord. I pray that you will touch their hearts. Lord, let them know that you are alive, Jesus. Let them know that they can just behold you, that they can speak to you. Father, let them know that you are hungry for them to come and give them a hunger for your love. I thank you, Father, for hearts restored, hearts turned back to the Father. I bless them all with beholding the King. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Amen, and thank you so much. May the Lord bless you all.